Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of today's episode of Jace Bellerin Must Die. We're doing a little bit of downtime for all the characters. So everybody is, after all the trauma of the last uh, 16 episodes, <laughs> um, we're going to take a, we're gonna, everybody's taking a short break to go and work on personal guild stuff. So while Torgor is out getting lauded for tax crimes, uh, Tack, let's let's check in on you. Let's let's do let's give you some some reward for those those crimes. So you were talking about how you want to sell some of the uh, some of the the filthy the filthy objects you've stolen. Um, do you want, let's do an inventory of what stolen I, goods you have. What do you got? I thought about doing that, but then I was like, maybe I should go to work. <laughs> I mean, this is a kind of work. Um, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also remind me. Uh, oh, there we go. I was going to say um, when if you are working for your guild, you can increase your guild renown. So that's the other option. Yeah. You can do something explicitly for the guild. So um, yeah, that's Tor- what I was Torgor, Torgor increase, right. increase your guild renown. I think because you agreed to it, increase your guild renown by two. OK. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Tack, what do you what do you want to do with your with your time, both narratively and, and which downtime option do you want to pick? Um, I think that Tack would eventually like Tack has never done any work for the guild. And since like <laughs> Tack's mom has been like turning recruiters away and stuff, I think Tack would finally like sit down with their mom and be like, fine, just show me stupid brochures, I guess. <laughs> okay. So let's I mean let's let's have that scene. Are you you're at home? Um are you like waiting for your mom to get home from her work or do you come in and she's already home like set set the I think, scene for I think I think I come home I come home and she's like already home and just because it's like the weirdest mood where like I guess like my entire team's going to get murdered again and uh, I'm going to have to go to another team should I even go back to work now? I don't know. Yeah, so you're, like, you're just you're yeah. just sitting you're just sitting at the table like looking yeah. troubled. Yeah, it's like what's my fallback if I uh if this conspiracy if I get another team from the conspiracy murdered again. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. And then she like starts in on me with like I can't turn the t- recruiters away again. Well, so yeah, so just like I like the idea that Tech has just already figured out how this conversation is going to go. That you're like rolling it over in your head, like okay, and then oh, just, yeah. and so so she comes home to so the door, the door to this this place that you live. Um, which is a, like, it's a ruin, right? Like that's been re repurposed. Like most of the Golgari undercity is, is that it's like, it used to be street level, but Ravnica was built on top of it. Um, it's probably illuminated by, um, like glow bugs in a glass bulb that's like attached to the ceiling. Um, so there's this faint, uh, the faint sound of, um, like the candles that you have lit to keep the place warm and, and, uh, illuminated. You can hear them spitting and hissing every once in a while, the, the faint ticking sound, of the bugs in the inside of the bulb kind of flittering around and you've just been alone with your thoughts for a little while. Um, is there anything on the table? Like, have you been, uh, have you been eating or is it just I, clear? I suspect that tack has been making Constanza bring them sugar cubes one by one and just like, <laughs> like fucking around with a tracks on the, <laughs> on the table. Just like the Constanza will bring a sugar cube and tag will like eat it and go like, you know, like go another one. <laughs> right, right. Like it's like ordering, like ordering shots of whiskey, but eating sugar. So you're sitting at a table and there's this like trail, this little trail of, of, yeah. uh, of sugar. And then the, the bowl with the sugar cubes that is just slowly getting like lower and lower as your little pat, like walks back and forth between it, giving you sugar cubes, you pop in your mouth, like another one. And then like walks all the way over to the table. And yeah. Okay. 
Cool. Yeah, yeah. Just throwing back sugar cubes. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. been a long day. Yeah. So your your mom comes home and when she does, um, give me. We haven't seen her in a while. Give me a give me a description of your your mom again. What does she look like? She's a Nevenka? she's a uh, death card. She's an elf. Yeah, the lady Navenka isn't. Um, I know we've described her as like corporate goth, like very yeah. Lucy from uh <laughs> Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that she has been like assassinating right now. I think that she's mostly like filing paperwork and stuff for that. Um yeah. So she hasn't come back from a mission, but she still dresses very smartly, very pencil skirts with like a a slit that's probably a little higher than it should be, but she gets away with it cuz she's like super hot. Um and she probably comes in and when she comes in, I think that her shoulders like sag a little bit mm. because like that's she doesn't often show like whether she's tired or annoyed or bored or anything, but didn't expect to see tack there. So like that facade is not there right now. And mm. then. So does she does she put that does she put that facade up like for you too? Absolutely. Right. Because she kind of has yeah. to protect you from or she thinks she has to protect you. Yeah. From the fact that you are why she's not out there killing fools like she wants to be. Yeah. Right? That like her, the organization sort of looks down on her for adopting you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think, I think that she has to present herself to tack as the model that tack should be following. If, if tack were capable of following it, yeah. like whatever she is untouchable and she has to present herself like that to everybody, including tack especially tack yeah 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 okay so she you know, she when she comes in um you can see that she she kind of is like letting her guard down a little and then she sees you and we, we watch her physically like change her her posture changes and as she's as she's taking her uh taking her shoes off and uh setting her um her bag down she looks over her shoulder at you and says um like oh tack sweetheart i didn't expect to see you today Hey, mom. She turns and looks at you. Is everything all right? We're out of sugar cubes. I see that. Something happened. No. Yes. <laughs> and she, uh, yeah, she she comes over, walks over to the table, and uh, she looks down. And and so when you. When your mom sees that you're like upset, that something's going on, would she play into like, cause she knows that you, you like eat sweets when you're like anxious or like fired up, which is, I guess why we see you doing it all the time. Um, would she be like, do you want me to make you a cake? Or would she be like, okay, that's enough sugar, honey. Okay. That's enough. sugar. Yeah. Honey. I figured as much. So <laughs> yeah. there are a few more cubes in the bowl and she just like swats away <laughs> the delivery vector, right? He's like, no, 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 no. And just slides the bowl aside. And she's like, okay, well, why don't you tell me about it? And she sits down across from, across from you at the table. Do you ever think I'm like needlessly destructive? That sounds like a loaded question, sweetheart. Is there going to be a yes at the end? Well, the question isn't about whether you're destructive or not. It's in your nature. You destroy things. Something I like about you. Needless. And where's that coming from? Did one of your friends uh, did one of your friends say something? Yeah, well, no, but like I set fire to this police precinct and then the guy that we broke out of jail got murdered. It was like it didn't even matter. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So what would it feel like if it did matter, honey? I don't know. Like, probably better. I don't know. Like, maybe I'd, I'd get to kill more people, but now it's like, I don't even know who I'm killing right now. Like, what's the point? Ah, and she she nods. She's like, I understand. And, and she uh, she says, well, honey, you know, I've been around a long time and I, I've killed a lot of people. Yeah. And sometimes it feels good, like you're making a difference. You know, you find a, an enemy of the guild and you, you poison them and you watch them die before your very eyes. And it feels like you've really done something. Changed yeah, the world. So but it doesn't always have to feel like that. I mean, for me, I remember plenty of missions I've been given where I had to go and kill somebody or two somebodies or a whole room full of people. And in the end, it just felt sort of empty. I didn't know why I was doing it. It was just following orders. Yeah. What do you think helps make you feel better about that? When you when you drive that knife into them, what makes it feel like it counts? When people are like, oh, my God, why did you do that? Mm, so and I could just be like, because I wanted to. But now it's like, I don't even want to right now. So she, she gets this concerned look and she's like, Tack, honey, I'm worried about you. I know how much you love pointless killing. Yeah, it's the best. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't feel the same anymore. No. This would be the part where she'd be like, you know, I really think you should talk to Dr. Lawrence again. I know you don't like him. (laughs) We need to get you into uh, some Golgari therapy to remind you of how good it is to kill again. Um, And uh, and and she uh, she says. um, I I want you to know, sweetheart, that no matter what you do, I love you. I love you for who you are, not. Not for why you kill or, or that you kill at all. If you never killed another person in your whole life, I'd still love you. You know that, right? I think that like Tack like does a, like a <laughs> and then like Novenko probably has like this small like almost smile. Like mm-hmm. just like please. Yeah, and they both smile like oh we know that'll never happen. But you know, yeah. just just it's in case. to promise because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And so she she smiles and uh and she says, um now I know I know that you you took the uh, you took the oaths of the Golgari. I know that you joined the guild. And I know that was a hard decision for you and that you've been struggling with that a little bit. And I I want you to know even though I've been a member of the swarm for a thousand years, if you decide that's not the way your life is going anymore, I I'll still love you if you wanted to become a member of the Is it League or uh, if you wanted to to join the House Demir or uh any of the other guilds, I, I would still find it in my heart to to love you. You you would still be welcome in my home, no matter what anyone says. It, I don't want to join a guild with more rules. She, she kind of like looks and she's like, I know you've been spending time with that, that Rakdos boy. Ugh, that just makes killing work. <laughs> She she uh, she kind of like she gets you thinking over it and and she uh, she leans in and she says um you know I believe in work life balance mm-hmm. you have to have hobbies if you make the killing your whole life it can start to lose that that shine now for me yes I 
I'm very good at murdering people. I take pride in my work, and while I haven't been able to do it much lately, and she scowls, and that that mask falls a little bit. Like there's there's a tiny bit of that like weakness of like not blaming you, but having had that other people yeah. blame you for it. Like you see the human side of her, not just the mom side for just a second. Yeah. And she's like, she recognizes like, I haven't been able to do the thing that I love, but that's not about me right now. Put your, you know, Nivenka, put your own needs aside. This is about your child right now. <laughs> and so she, she, you see her like, it's like, it's okay. It's not about me. I have to take care of my kid. Uh, and she, she says, you know, even though I haven't been able to do it for a while now, it's something that I love, not because it brings me joy as a person, but because it allows me to contribute to the swarm. It's my place. Some people in the swarm are mandibles. Some people are tiny little legs carrying the swarm along. I'm a stinger. That's my job. I kill people. Maybe you need to find your job. I know, I know that you've, you've been a member of the swarm for a little while, but you haven't really found your place. I think that's like the moment that it like and tack is so off guard that's like slipping in you should get a job honey right, that's exactly your finger that's fully what she's doing right now yes like and maybe Tack's what you like, need is a job that would be good for you yeah but I wouldn't even know where to start and she uh yeah she says um she's like oh well of course I can help you with that I could put you in touch with any number of people in the guild who could find you a place where the swarm does so much for Ravnica. You know, it's not all just poisoning and killing. We have uh, necromancers. You, you could learn necromancy. Maybe you'd be good at that. Uh, we have uh, corpse processors. We have uh, dissectors. You could work in the spore farms. Uh, what? What do you think? What excites you, honey? And you know, you don't have to choose anything forever. Hi. Life is long. And then she kind of looks at you like, well, like mine is, but. You're a goblin, so you'll probably be dead yeah. by the time you're 40. Yeah, like 30-ish. And I think, I think Reached that... Reached adulthood at eight. And I think I think that realization maybe, like, um, derails her, like, a little bit. You see her her eyes, like, like well up a little, because she's just like, like, oh, Nevenka, you idiot. Like, like they grow up so fast. Like, she's going to be a moldering corpse. Yeah. Be- they're they're going to be a moldering corpse before you realize it. Yeah. You know? It's like keeping a parrot, really. Cats in the cradle starts to play in the back of her head. <laughs> She's just like, but you know, it's okay because you remember the Golgari. She can, she can bring you back as a zombie and you'll be around yeah, forever. Yeah, because like, like oh, she just turned, or they just turned 10 last fall. And, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're a quarter of the way through your life and she's yeah, a thousand years old. Right. <laughs> like you're like a hiccup, but she loves you so much. Uh, and so I think she, I think she puts in a, in a, a, a rare show of, of physical affection. She like puts her hand, one of her like delicate, perfect elven murder hands on top of your knobby goblin hand. She puts her hand goblin on yours. Goblin murder hands. Yeah, and she leans she leans in a little and and she she says um whatever you choose, I I just want you to be happy. You know that, don't you, honey? Yeah, I guess so. I love you too, mom. <laughs> yeah, and she she smiles and uh and she gets up uh and she she says um I was I was just gonna make myself some dinner. You want something? Do we have any grubs? 
she she nods and she's like, of course, and goes over to the, the grub box. I guess you probably grow them yourself, right? There's probably like a hand in the sugar cube dish. Just like reach your Awesome. <laughs> All right, cool. So what I guess like your 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 work, the the working that you do, you, you yeah. can just tell me what job you try to do and then pick a skill and then we'll roll it. So like, yeah, what, what's the so, what's, what's the work placement thing that you do for a week to try out like a job in the Golgari? I think because I, TK, have been reading yeah. uh, Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica because I discovered recently that when you have um the book on D and D Beyond, you can actually read it, yeah. not just look the stats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I read it. I read a book, mm-hmm. um, and I really like the idea of like the reclaimers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like going through like old buildings and nonsense. Cool. Yeah. So you go out. You go on like, and and this is the this is the like kind of traditional. Like you you. It's funny because your your character in the game does things that D and D characters don't normally do. And then your side job is going into ruins and finding lost stuff and like probably fighting monsters. Yeah. So you go on an adventure. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, what is purpose? What is tax? What is tax uh, skill? What is tax uh, job in the party when you do this? This. I think because scout, uh, scout is what I chose for my rogue uh, subclass. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Making sure that, like, there aren't, like, I remember the crawl and their ridiculous little nest that they had. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be messing with that nonsense. Yeah, and I mean, Um, it turns out, it turns out, like, like your mom said, like, you love chaos and murder, but you're also, like, pretty good as a scout, right? Like, leading people mm -hmm. through dangerous places and keeping them from, and, like, We'll see how well we'll see how well you do. I'll get you to I'll get you to roll. Uh, we'll see what D and D thinks that if you're good at this or not. Um, I think this would probably be. What do you think? Survival. Ugh, I knew you were going to say that. But yes, I will accept that since yeah. I'm proficient in it. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the that's probably the role. Go for it. Yay! Let's do it. Let's. Oh my god, this needs to go. See, oh please, please. We just had such a wholesome moment. Oh, I teared up. I'm gonna go ahead and use inspiration. Actually. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good. <laughs> Neat. Okay. Oh, okay. It goes average. It's not a total mess. It's maybe, my first day, guys. Yeah, maybe this isn't maybe this isn't the best job that for you, but you know, you do it reasonably well. Um yeah. and uh yeah, and you get to you get to contribute to to the swarm, right? You get to go out and try. So maybe maybe next time you work, you try another another swarm job and you just keep trying things till you find something that the tech really likes, but yeah, we'll it works. See. It's a success. You don't you don't hit the mother load, but you you do manage to find uh like a, a cache like an old building that hadn't been been pillaged yet. And you managed to drag some, some good stuff yeah, out of there. And... I think tech gets distracted very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they, they like. Eventually have to put tech on like a retractable leash. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But at the very least you, you gain a little bit of, uh, of respect among both the, this group that you're with yeah. and the, the swarm at large. So Mark, Mark a renown. Yay. Um, and you did, you did manage to, to bump up one, uh, from, from Torgor's miserable attempt at work. That's okay. Torgor, you got a new job now. Uh, so you can, you have two choices. You can either live, you can either live a modest lifestyle for the week, uh, instead of living off your mom, or, uh, you can make, uh, four gold. 
to four Xenos. Uh, I'll make four gold. Yeah, take the Xenos. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, great. Cool. It's like, I'm going to pay for my own groceries, please, mom. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you, you stay with your mom, and your mom's not around a lot, right? Like, she she doesn't, like, hang out at home. She has a pretty, like, I mean, a thousand years worth of Golgari Swarm social contacts to hang out yeah. with. Plus, um, like, she goes to work when she says she's going to. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So your your mom is, she, like, she technically, and this is funny because she's like a, she's like a cop that's been given desk duty because she's technically like a professional assassin. Okay. So um, she's Triska. <laughs> she's, well, and that's, it's, yeah, there's some parallels there, right? Where Triska, well, Triska gets to work the street. Your mom should be out there murdering the enemies of the swarm, right? Like wearing the bug armor and doing the Metal Gear Solid thing, but she made a mistake uh, and, and is, is paying for it. And so I don't know what her, I guess she's giving other assassins jobs instead, right? She's like, yeah, like a handler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so maybe, maybe that conversation with you, I feel like maybe that affected her too. Like, I think that she's going back to, you know, sometimes you like give somebody advice and then you're like, Oh, that was like really smart and insightful. I should apply that to my own life. Like I'm a you dummy for telling somebody else how to be good. And then my life. <laughs> yeah. So I think she does that. I think she goes back to the swarm and instead of being like, I just can't wait to get out there and kill again. She's like, no, no, no. I can only kill one person at a time, but I, if I'm a really good handler, these people can be my knives and I can help yeah. kill 10 times as many enemies of the swarm. So yeah. yeah, I definitely think that this, this positively affects her too. If the um, murder lives in your heart. <laughs> that's right. I'm not going to finish the sentence because I couldn't think of anything. And I think it's just perfect the way it was. That's how parables work. You just let them just linger and then yeah. someone else will figure it out. Perfect. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so, Winnegar, you've you've had a you've had a rough couple of weeks, bud. What are you what are you going to do? Winnegar is going he has some weird descent happening right now it's like so uh, let's let's yeah let's talk about the the mechanical uh choice that you want to make uh and then pair it up with a fictional one or vice versa um also before I forget uh tack make sure you mark a a guild renown and at the end of these these downtime like scenes um recharge your your inspiration too if you don't if you don't already have it mark it um yeah uh, anyway, sorry, uh, Carlos, I, I interrupted you there. Please continue. Um, yeah, no, uh, I think he, so there's now a new, like he's an, is it engineer yeah. questions are his thing. And now he has like an, a real life question that affects him and the people he knows and a person that he actually liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's completely obsessing about this. Mm. Uh, I think he goes to, I think he goes back to the league and um, what he wants to do is um, find a division for like surveillance equipment, like to either build stuff or to steal stuff so he can like, uh, like bring that back for it. Like he, he's basically becoming Batman very slowly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like he, he wants to come back with some gadgets that he can have in the field. And I think this means that he has to do something that he really doesn't want to do. And that's to see his like frenemy Keeb. Um, this guy who's basically like big man on campus in the, is it league that, 
like doesn't like Winnegar at all, but you wouldn't know that on the outside because he's kind of like mean girls about it. You know, mm-hmm. he's like mm-hmm. enough from mean girls. Uh, and basically he has to Winnegar probably needs him to okay him to get into that division where he needs to go. Um, so it's something probably super hard um, or, you know, he has to humiliate himself in front of this guy. Mm, okay, cool. So what, what does Keeb do? What kind of, is it, is Keeb? Like, what are they, what is their, their like specialty? Yeah. So I was thinking about this and I think he would like what pays the most. And that's probably like <laughs> army stuff, like war, right? War always pays the most. So like, I think he would, like if he's at the top of that, there would be a surveillance division like below him uh, that he could get Winninger in. Um, oh, yeah. Keep is the keep is the like um, Iron Man one Tony Stark of yeah. the Isaac League. So now I'm just imagining a Vidalkin, but with like a goatee and sunglasses who <laughs> <laughs> really likes ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, funny because because is it in the electricity? That's a good bam. Good jokes. Um <laughs> So, yeah, so Keeb is like an arms dealer, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. But like the nicest guy, like Tony Stark, like very yeah. charismatic and like very nice to every, like everyone wants to take pictures with him. Like he's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're, you're going to try to get a, like a meeting with, or, or I don't think you can get a meeting with Keeb. I think if you try to go through any normal channel, it just won't be having, but you can, you can pin him down at some kind of like event. Like at a Ooh, yeah. uh, maybe like a party or like an unveiling or like something where he like whatever the is it equivalent of a TED talk is like. <laughs> OK, yeah. Something like, like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to do that then. Um, okay. I want to um, uh, go up to him when he's like shaking hands and making connections. Um, and I basically want to put him in a position where he's surrounded by people uh, and he has to be nice to me and <laughs> like has to give me something. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like give me a job. So basically I, uh, you know, go to this Ted talk event. Yeah. So, and- so this is a, um, let's say it's like a ch- charity fundraiser for That's like, what I was thinking too, like a children thing. affected by, uh, like, you know, gruel refugees, people who lived in neighborhoods where the gruel came and like destroyed it and they had to move out. And so they're like <laughs> refugees from like gruel destruction. And oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so Keeb, Keeb is like, this is this is like a pet charity of his. And he's here. He's like he spoke and he donated a bunch of money and he's uh, he's here talking. And so when we see Winnegar come in, I imagine um, this is taking place at a like a fancy um, like ballroom or whatever somewhere and everybody's all dressed up and we see a lot of, a lot of, is it obviously a lot of Azorius, um, probably some, some Simic as well. Um, and Orzhov, like all of them were like civilized guild. Um, and everybody's dressed up in like ball gowns and, um, like nice outfits and jewelry and stuff. And we see, uh, like waiters with trays of hors d'oeuvres going around. Obviously there's an ice sculpture, and I think it has to be like of Jace Bellerin, like holding some kids and the kids are like smiling and cause you know, you gotta do Jace, Jace, he might not be around all the time, but like, you know, we, we got, it's a big ice statue of him 
and he's kind of melting a little bit and um, everybody's drinking talking. There's a band playing um, in the, uh, in the background. And uh, we, we pan across all of this, this like lovely scenery. And then we see Winnegar coming in. What, how does Winnegar, what do you make your entrance? How is Winnegar dressed? And, and what is his, like, what does he look like when he comes in? Yeah, I think he's uh, like dressed well enough to get in, uh, but you could like if Keeb's thing is like being top dog and showing off like uh, Winnegar's tuxedo doesn't quite fit right. Uh, <laughs> it's a little disheveled and untucked. Like if like this entire thing is to show that like, OK, Keeb is the alpha and like, you know, I'm nothing. And I'm going to basically like beg him for this. Jo- I'm going to put him on the spot for a job um, the best I can, like in front of people. Okay. All right. So you, uh, you enter the, you enter the room and there's like crowds of people everywhere. Nobody's really paying attention to you. Um, oh. And I think you, you can see across the room, you see Keeb and he's, he's holding court, right? There's like, six other people who are just in the middle of like laughing at some, uh, self-effacing, uh, joke that he's made. And they're all, they're all laughing. Keeb, uh, I think I'm going to just go with it. I'm going to go with the, like, he's played by Robert Downey Jr. from the early two thousands. Um, and yeah, he's just like, he's a very handsome Vidalkin, uh, dressed subtly, but in clothes that are more expensive than all of the rent you've ever paid in your whole life combined. Um, he has his, uh, his, is it, like arm like gauntlet thing, but this is his dress gauntlet, not his like work gauntlet. Um, so it's, it's made out of, it's more delicate and made out of fancier material. Um, so he's got that on and uh, yeah, he's got his little, his little goatee and he's talking. <laughs> he's a museum man. And he's talking to somebody <laughs> and, uh, and everybody around him is just like laughing like, Oh, okay. You're so smart and funny and rich. Uh, and you see this happening across the room. Do you just like a beeline towards them? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to beeline. Uh, I'm going to grab uh, a drink like right off. Yeah. Right off the table. I'm going to take a sip and then I'm going to uh, like snap off one of Jay Spellerin's fingers and toss it inside. <laughs> Perfect. Like, yeah. Throw it inside and start like heading over. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically I'm going to like every movie we've ever seen where someone approaches a, uh, a conversation, I'm going to go in and also laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you walk in as everyone else's laughter is tapering off. You just walk in behind them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Keeb. <laughs> make, make a charisma saving throw. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got a 13. Okay. So maybe maybe only the, the there's a um there's a woman uh, a simic uh hybrid um and she's like a human dolphin hybrid so she's kind of like gray, she's bald and gray and kind of rubbery looking. Um and uh she's wearing a dress that looks like it's made out of like seaweed. Uh she looks at you like, uh, "What who are you?" cuz you just walk up <laughs> beside her. Um and everyone else just like ignores you because they're all so laser focused on uh, on Keeb. Keeb doesn't notice you at all. Um, okay. Yeah. And so he says to the he finishes his joke, lets everyone laugh. He knows how to pause for a laugh. Let's everybody finish like they're giggling. And he uh, and he, he says, um, <laughs> well, 
And that was the last time I was ever in District 12. I tell you, until they clean this place up. Ah, and he puts his hands up. And he's like, but we're not here to talk about District 12. We're going to talk about the children. And everybody's like, like, oh, of course, the children. And, uh, the children. and he says, you know, I believe in everybody's right to join whatever guild they want to join. I have friends in the gruel. All right. It's just that these unchecked behaviors, we've got the law for a reason, right? And he looks at a at an Azorius law mage who kind of nods like, yes, yeah, you're right. I, we're friends because you said the law. And, uh, and he, he turns and he says, um, but that's what we're here for today. You know, we're collecting funds. These Xenos, every single one is going to go to a good cause. Oh my God. And so he's just going to keep talking unless yeah. you say something. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to jump in. I, I especially love, I have friends in other guilds is mm. like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, that is the equivalent of like, <laughs> I've got brown friends. <laughs> I mean, my best friend is a Selesnian. Yeah, yeah. Right. I can make locks on jokes because my best friend's a Selesnian. Like he, yeah. yeah, this is a thing like showing, cause you have to show you there's this balance. If you want to be a social climber in Ramnica, this balance between being a, a guild um, like hardliner and be like, I only know people who are in the, is it all the other guilds are inferior, you know, this kind of like nationalistic, but guildistic like jingoism that happens versus being like, no, no, but I'm like, I'm a good, is it? We can be friends, right? I'm in a different guild from you, but we can see eye to eye. We share a color. I'm blue, red, you're blue, white. Come on. We can just <laughs> guy together. Um, yeah. As soon as he starts saying like, um, you know, that's when I realized I had to do something or yeah, you know, right. Stuff like that. Um, Winnegar is going to butt in and start agreeing with him. Um, I know exactly what you mean. And like, he's way louder and there's like people in front of him. Like, I know exactly what you mean. Like, and just, Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and you can like push like, your way through Dol- yeah. dolphin woman makes like a sonar noise yeah. as you shove her aside. <laughs> um, and yes, and, and, you, yeah, you get up yeah, to the front into that little, that little, like, um, safe zone the bubble in front of him where it shows that he's not talking to any one person there's a little circle gathered in front of him and you kind of step out a little bit into it and um you you nudge past a like a a azori or a boros minotaur who's just like i never and like shoved aside (laughs) and um yeah and keep keep gives you a look he like looks down uh kind of looks down at you and and then you i assume you you have more to say yeah and then i'm just like when I heard what was going on with these children, I knew I had to do something. I can't spend all my days in the, in the, is it junkyards? Okay. I need to dedicate my life to something greater to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And he, he, he looks at you and he, he says, uh, and you can tell he does not recognize you. Like he, oh, he's, he's talking to a stranger <laughs> and he looks at you and he, he says, uh, you sound a little winded, buddy. Did you run here from the junkyard? And everybody's just like, ah, <laughs> I'll keep. <laughs> yes, put him in his place. <laughs> oh, God, I hate this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this 100% guy. accurate. Yeah. Um, nah, I want to like overzealous laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like kind of like put my hands on him a little bit and see how like he reacts to that. Um, yeah, I think he doesn't. So he's, he's controlled enough that he doesn't like recoil from you, but he makes yeah. a face like, uh, he's touching me. Uh, strangers touching me. Where's my bodyguards. Um, yeah. So yeah. I want to remind him like that we went to school. To, like we came up around the same time. Like, yeah. Like, Keeb, 
you got to remember that, like, I gained a few pounds, but it's me, Winnegar. And he, and he kind of like, he looks at you and he, he squints and he's like, uh, wine gum. Is that you? Oh my God. I haven't seen you in forever. And he, he like, he looks around and he, he says, um, we went to the Academy together. Old wine gum here. Uh, what do you, what have you been up to? Um, I've been, you know, I've been working with Rourke in removals. Um, so we've been, we've been, um, handling, and I imagine like, like the guys who handled the removals of like, basically people, uh, discarded like experiments. They're yeah. called like junk boys or something oh, like sure. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Like junk boy. Junk. Like, Oh, he's a junk boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, Oh, we've been handing removals for, uh, for a while now. We really got it all fixed up. Um, and he, he turns, when you say that he turns to the, the group and this is like him giving like insider information. Cause there's no, there's only maybe one, is it uh, here? And he, he looks at this as a guy like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And he says to the, to the crowd, uh, he's like, you know, the, is it league? It's a well-oiled machine. It's just that some parts are oilier than others. Huh? And he like nudges you. <laughs> That's me. I'm disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> they started laughing at his joke, but then when you overdo it and you're like, they, everybody's just kind of like awkwardly. Um, yeah. Do you, you, so you see, I think like Carlos, you're aware as a, as a like maintaining, like having a character and stuff in the scene. If you wanted to, if one, if Winnegar wanted to, you could drive the crowd away. Winnegar might not be doing it on purpose, but if you wanted to disperse them, that could be a thing you could you could awkward them away from you and they would abandon him. And that would probably piss Keeb off a little bit. It'd get you him alone. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. Okay. I basically want, I want to present him with the question. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's right. Cause you want an audience or you want to give him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I want an audience where I can basically say like, Hey, I, my skills are being wasted in the junkyard. Like if I could only help the children in some other way, it like basically like, um, but yeah, you know, I feel like I really reached the top of that place. If I could just like, you know, like knew someone who can get me into surveillance, I could, I feel so like mid- I could have saw something and say something. Midway through the sentence, uh, <laughs> Keeb's like bracer uh, emits a faint blue pulse and uh, a series of like cheerful sounds. Uh, and he, he puts a hand up and he says, uh, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. Wine gum. I got to take this. Excuse me. And he turns around and he, he turns, we see him turn his hand over and like a little hologram of like a fairly, like a fairly beautiful, uh, Gorgon, uh, woman appears and she's, you hear her say to him, Keeb, honey, when are you going to be done with that stupid party? I'm lonely. And, and he's just like, um, and he like turns away like, yeah, yeah, I have to go take this. My beautiful girlfriend needs to talk to me. Um, and so he, he takes a couple of steps away and the rest of the, now you're standing in the middle of a group of people who don't know who to pay attention to cause they're, cause yeah. Keeb is gone and they all kind of just look at you. And I was the last one who talked. So yeah. it's like one of those things, like I still have the floor. Yeah. Right. You have the conch <laughs> awkward though. It I might just, be. So I just want to, uh, I want to elbow, uh, the dolphin, the <laughs> dolphin woman uh-huh. and be like, Chicks, am I right? <laughs> and see how that lands. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, uh, make a performance check with disadvantage. <laughs> I can't breathe. 
All right. Okay. Yeah. So there's some awkward like laughing. The, the dolphin lady doesn't like it. She, I think she's just like, oh, excuse yeah. me and walks away. Um, <laughs> but uh, you notice, I think you notice the, um, the other, is it that is, that is in the crowd? Uh, he is, I think he's, he's a human. Um, he's older. Uh, it's got like gray hair kind of a bit. He's like kind of a bit of a, like a hunched posture. Um, he's wearing, it's like, he's wearing, um, like an academic version of the nice clothes. Like it's like, he's, he's a professor and this is the only nice thing he has. So he's like a little out of place. Um, he looks kind of like an old, an old professor. Um, and he's looking at you like very intently. He's, he's paying like very close attention to you. Uh, everybody else is just kind of like now turned. They like, they, they laugh a little bit and they've turned to each other and are like, I know this person. We're going to have like a short conversation while we wait for Keeb to come back. Gotcha. Uh, do I, I notice this guy mm-hmm. noticing me, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go up to him. Yeah. I'm just going to okay. like focus on him and uh, be stirring my drink and be like, <laughs> So you having fun at these things? I never know what to do. I never know what to say. And he uh, scowls and he says, uh, that's because you've got half a brain. Everyone around here. And he just like looks and gestures He's like fools, morons, each and every one of them. Well, I mean, and then like Winnegar gets that twinge of just like, whoa, like. Yeah. <laughs> and then Winnegar freezes in place. It's a good, a good face, place though. to. Yeah, it's a very it's a handsome place. freeze. I never get those. When I freeze, I'm always like, like I look terrible. <laughs> you know how handsome Carlos is. It's wow. <laughs> a good headshot. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the rest of the game. Just talking about how handsome Carlos. I think is. so. I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Because God knows you can't you can't appreciate your friends while they're around. There we go. Okay, how about now? Hi. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> what, what oh, we? uh, uh, did you hear that? Uh, no, uh, we weren't. It's, uh, it's fine. What happened? <laughs> oh, I gotta watch the pod. God, that's like the worst task you could have given me. Uh, <laughs> um, what? So, so wait, yeah, yeah. So the worst thing you can I don't know where it cut me he, off, but he like, basically said he basically said I hate these things. Everyone here is an idiot. Yeah. So. Winnegar is going to test the water mm-hmm. like with this guy, because like the only person who is actually a nice human being is how they feel about Keeb. So <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I mean, I have half a brain, but like Keeb, he's got all the brains, right? Like, hey, you know, he, he scowls uh, and uh, and he says, um, ha, ha, well, there's no arguing that he's smart. And certainly he's done well enough for himself. Like gestures. I mean, look at all his friends. A real scientist doesn't need friends. But um, he squints and he's like, looks at you and you're kind of like disheveled. But you're not, you're not like these sycophants, are you? Winnegar, was it? Yes. Yeah. Winnegar. That's, that's my name. Hmm. I think I recognize you. You're not one of mine, but... I think I've seen you around. Who who are yours? Who, what, what division are you in? And he, he scowls. And he, uh, he says, uh, <laughs> division. You know what they say. Those who can, do. Those who can't, teach. I could have been a, pro- I could have been a productive oh. member of the league, but 
and he scowls at Keeb. I was denied my approvals. That's what I'm that's what I'm here for, you see. And he reaches in into his, his robes. He takes out a sheaf of like slightly sweat dampened paper. Uh and he, he holds them out and he uh, and he says, um I I know. I know if I can just get that blowhard to sign off on these for me, I can get the funds that I need. Then I can begin work on the device. I, but what are you doing here? Um did he show me the plans? Or he he's just waved them like, around a little bit. Yeah, but they don't look like plans so much as like a like a patent application. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I'm here for a job, actually. I'm kind of sucking up to this guy over here, getting some type of division. He uh, he nods and he uh, he says, uh, "Sometimes, my boy, we have to debase ourselves for the sake of science." Oh, I've learned that. I've learned that more than once. Oh, the debasement I've had to face. Can we cut to that debasement? Like, I really- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, did he have to take a summer job at, like, a Baskin-Robbins? Like, what I think... I- no, I think we cut to, like, an Is It League... Um, oh, obviously, Ral is there. Um, so, so he's been waiting. There's this scene of a, like, essentially like a courthouse or something like an, is it approvals office? He's wearing and bell bottoms. So we know <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has a, he has an Afro and a fringe vest and bell bottoms under his lab coat. Uh, everybody's smoking and everything's like sepia for some reason. So we can tell it's a flashback. So we know it's, we can we know it's different or it's Mexico. That's the only reason that people use that in movies. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Everyone's speaking Spanish for some reason. Um, <laughs> so we we see he's in a line and uh, and then someone comes out of a, of a of a door at the end. He's sitting in a line with a whole bunch of other nervous looking scientists like men and women in Vidalkin and various uh, various people waiting to get. And they all have like portfolios or or devices like prototypes or whatever. Uh, and he he has his uh, his sheet, he has his paper and it like looks like the same sweaty sheets of paper. It's not obviously, but it's like, you know, he this he's been here before and he he's nervous. And somebody comes out uh, of a Delkin in a, in a an outfit, comes out and says next and goes inside uh, and he, he gets up uh, and he uh, he says like he's got a little pep talk with him. So he's like, all right, all right, this is the time. This is it. They're going to they're going to approve it this time. And um, they uh, he walks he walks into a room and it's lit up like a tribunal room, right? It's all dark. And we see a center, a light in the center and then some shadowy figures uh, in the back. And um, he walks up uh, and he, he comes up and he, he like clears his throat. He's like <clears throat> uh, gathered, gathered adjudicators. And we just hear a voice and we recognize it's Rao. We hear a voice from the shadow. He's like, no, next. <gasps> and he's like, but buddy. I haven't had a chance to make my proposal. And Ral's like, no, nah, I saw the paperwork. Get out of here. And, and he, he's like, but, but I, I swear, if you just give me what, give me a chance to explain it. And he's like, no. And, and we see Ral, we, he turns and he, he leans over into the light and we see his rugged, handsome face. And I feel like Ral would be played by like Bruce Campbell, but like early <laughs> Bruce Campbell, you know, <laughs> like yeah. evil dead, Bruce, evil dead Two Bruce yes. Campbell. Yeah, because he's got he's got that same like facial structure that can't that same kind of like hey hey, buddy what's going on like yeah he he leans yeah he just leans into the shot yeah he's got a handsome douchebag face yeah and he's like I don't have time for this like I saw the thing and he's like listen the last thing is it needs is another death ray get out of here 
try to, I don't know, go into agriculture. And he and he, he he crumples the papers and you can see him swearing revenge in his eyes and he, he storms out. Um, and then we cut back to the same man. And it's only been like probably like a year, but he looks like 40 years older. Like he's all <laughs> wizened by <laughs> academia. Um, and he he says uh, you hear him mumbling like he's lost in his memory. So, Winnegar, you've just been staring at him mumbling at himself for like 20 seconds. Um, Zarek, if I see him again, I'm gonna zap him, zap him like beams. Whoa, uh, whoa, yeah. I mean, sounds like, sounds like this whole entire business has got you in, got you in knots, got you running around. You can't even accomplish what you want to accomplish, right? And he oh, turns, he turns to you, and he says, "I'm at the end of my rope, boy. If I can't get this approved, I, I just might, I just might quit the league entirely." Maybe some other guild will have me and my genius. Whoa. Well, maybe it's something I could help you with. What are you working on? And so he, you you do that thing where you invite a nerd to explain the thing they care about to you. And he turns <laughs> and he's like, well, uh, and that's when Keeb turns back around. And he seems surprised to see that you're back. The two of you are back here. He looks a little like a little flush. Like he's like, he's just had kind of a saucy conversation with his girlfriend. And now he has a reason to get out of here. And so he turns around and he's just like time to, Oh, what are you still doing here? And you see, so here, I'm going to make you make a choice here. Whittaker. Keeb oh, has exactly enough attention to, to pay to one of the two of you. If you step forward in front of this, this dude, Keeb will talk to you, but this guy will, will, He'll leave. He'll he'll get like he won't have his chance. If you let him talk to Kiev, you'll lose your opportunity. Oh wow! Okay. What do you want to do? Um, so as soon as Keep turns around, he, um, he makes a face and he, and he actually probably says it out loud. He's like, "Oh, you're still here." Yeah, Winnegar's eyes like light up, and then this feels like kind of familiar again, where like there's someone that is trying to explain their, their machine to him mm-hmm. and how they can't get it made because of red tape. <laughs> yeah. And Winnegar again is in the same situation where he could help this person or not help this person. And like, he's just like instantly has like a, like a flashback about when he first met Wenzel and how excited he was. And then also how angry he was that no one would listen to him. And I guess just like, like uh, uh, Whittaker in that moment just like like takes a step back and is just like, oh, I'm hearing this guy's awesome ideas right now. And he just like buries <laughs> it and pushes this guy forward. Yeah, you're like, I listen, Keeb, I, I was just listening to this guy. He's got some great ideas. You should talk to him. And you give him a little shove forward. And so this this guy yeah, staggers forward and, and he's like, uh, and he has his moment. Keep Keeb is like, um, he's like, uh, all right, professor, go ahead. You got 30 seconds. And, and he says, uh, uh, um, and you can tell that this guy's never been given the opportunity to give the elevator pitch. And he, uh, he says, um, uh, yes, honored, honored league, honored league member. Uh, I, I have prepared here a presentation that will explain to you why Ravnica needs an enormous death beam hovering above the city so that we can target the enemies of the guild and blast them. With fire from as high up as possible. That way, no one would be able to stand in our way. We could kill literally anyone. 
and he he just like you can see his eyes like getting all wide and he's he's like what i propose is that we channel the ambient mana of the lightning storm that has formed over the city and the keeb is just like nodding and uh and he leans in and he says i'm gonna just go ahead and interrupt you right there and he he stops the old man stops and he old man the guy who looks old stops and he says <laughs> now i don't want to tell you this is a bad idea because i think you got promise orbital death ray that sounds great great who wouldn't want to kill their enemies from the sky but i gotta tell you this really sounds like more of a boros idea so what i do is i'd, I'd pack up all your material and I, I, I'd head over to the Legion. I'd give him your pitch. I think you're going to get a lot of traction over there. They love fire, huh? Right? And he, he's just kind of like trembling. And uh, and keeps like, all right, good luck. Pats him on the back. And, uh, and he, he, he walks past you, but without looking, he just says, he's like, nice to see you again, wine gum. And like, like walks out into the crowd. <laughs> Uh, and so you're 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 next to this this be- beleaguered scientist who's just like holding his like precious death ray plans, and he's just like looking at it and like trembling and and you can't get a read on whether like he's he's at a loss here. What do you what do you do? Um, I'm gonna pat him on the back okay. and kind of like exhale this entire plan uh, that I had because it, it just walked out the door to get laid apparently. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, just be like, hey, dude, um, he's sounds like they're just not ready for your death ray right now. Let's um, let's let's get you two fingers of whiskey. <laughs> it just like snaps off more fingers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's <laughs> just like, um, uh, I don't know. Maybe we can. um and I guess just like want to find out about where this guy works then. Like maybe there's other projects that he can work on uh, at, at that division. Yeah. Um, it's like right now the Winnegar, his entire thing is off. Like he's yeah. not trying to schmooze or do anything. Uh, he's going to uh, sit there and drink with basically Wenzel. Is what's <laughs> Old Wenzel. It's basically well, so this- sitting with, This is a a thing, right? Like um, among the is it league uh, funding is super, super important. And while uh, yes, a, a sky mounted death beam is totally a valid. Is it idea? They're all mad scientists. It's the popular ideas. It's the ideas that get um, that get the the stamp, the go ahead. Those are the ones that get made. Um, So there is a degree of, bureaucracy or or whatever to get the money to make your weird device and um so this guy's life story and wenzel's story and i mean you've met a lot of disaffected is it scientists like if you're not also popular um you you can't get your works like your life's work designed you can't get built so everybody has it's like it's like in hollywood everybody's got a screenplay just they're waiting to get it done so everybody has like a transmutation device or a brain swapper or a, a philosopher's stone ready to change life in Ravnica forever, but they can't get approval for it because they're awkward nerds or they just made the wrong enemy in the, in the academic aspects of the league. So this guy, I mean, this guy's a quack, um, but you know, he, 
I don't think he's, I don't think he wants to explain, like he doesn't do that nerd thing where he's like, I'll tell you everything about my thing anymore. That energy is sort of gone. And he, in yeah. fact, I think when he sits down, you, we, we cut to a couple of hours later and there's like a drink sitting on top of the paper and it's got like a big like watermark from where he, he's been placing his drinks on it. And yeah. And he just doesn't like, yeah, he, he's not really talking unless you, I think what happens here is that he invites you to talk. Like, he's just like, you know what? I've told, I've told my story a hundred times. Like what's your deal, Winnegar? And so you have someone who's actually willing to like, listen to you and he treats you like, well, you haven't seen the world yet. Like you're, you still got so much promise kid. You're just getting started in this world. Um, what, what are you, what story are you in the middle of telling him when we, when we crossfade to that, like several hours later after many drinks? Um, basically I want to. So if I guess a lot of the, the, is it league is like building is building things, right? Yeah, it's making it's, stuff question and like making things right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh Winnegar has probably been really afraid to like tell anyone and probably why he hasn't been successful in the league is like he really likes taking things apart to know how they work so like even in removal like he's taking apart other people's exper- experiments he's taking apart other people's like you know uh ideas taking apart other problems yeah and I think think while drinking he explains one of his latest things that he started taking apart is that ornithopter Mm. uh so he starts explaining to this guy without saying it's an ornithopter but just saying like kind of explaining it and i think we're at the point of the conversation where he said way too many specific things that this guy is realizing oh shit he means surveillance he means it's flying he's the size of a football (laughs) this that and this guy just realized like oh he's talking about taking apart an ornithopter and what that means yeah Um, yeah yeah okay so when he has that revelation i think he he leans in and he hasn't said much right a lot of nodding and like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." and he he leans in and he he says um you know i think you've got a lot of promise but you have to be careful about these things. I've learned trying to get my death ray approved that it's not always about the idea, but it's about the friends that you make and how they can help you. I've always tried to go it alone. I never I never relied on anybody else to help get me through, but I, you know, if I'd had a team, if I'd had people to support me, Maybe, maybe today I could be burning people alive from the safety of the clouds. But that's not where my life led me. That's not how my story ends. But there's still time for you, Winnegar. You've still got time to see your dreams become a reality. And so you've got to be careful. I know, I know you... And me and every other member of the league out there, we join because of one thing. We're curious. We want to know how things work. And then to burn them to the ground. But you got to be careful about whose toys you take apart. The Azorius, I don't know everything about them. But I do know that all they care about is keeping order. And if you've broken their rules... Regardless of whether those rules are just or not, you're going to get yourself in trouble. 
And you can't invent a death ray from a prison cell. That's what my old man always said. And I'm going to pass that on to you. Now, the death ray is a metaphor, son. It's not a literal death ray, except in my case, in which it is yeah, a literal case, death ray. My, yes, my death ray is real, and I want to build it and destroy my enemies with it. But but your, your death ray lives in here, and he pokes you in the chest. Maybe your death ray is a rampaging golem. Maybe your death ray is a never-ending volcano eruption. Maybe your death ray is a new and a better light bulb. I don't know. But whatever that death ray is, Gotta keep that dream alive. And you can't do it without friends. Um, as soon as he starts naming, like, maybe your death ray is this, maybe your death ray is that, he like, he's like, um, oh my God. Old man, do you know what this means? <laughs> like, what's his name? <laughs> you don't know. Like, just he's just Professor Deathray. Like, you've never asked his name. Nobody has ever asked it. It doesn't come. I love that you're like, old man. <laughs> because we all know in the narrative of the story who the protagonist and who the supporting character is, he's going to be in the credits. Like, old man. Yeah, doesn't... Robert Redford as old man in bar. So, <laughs> we got Redford to do old man. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. a cameo. Been... He owed me a favor. <laughs> I've been picturing him as Mads Mikkelsen. So. <laughs> See, I thought somebody was going to say, I've been picturing him as Zach Galifianakis. Um, so he memes. So yeah, he, go ahead. So you're like, old man. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> right. Um, we got so excited about Robert Redford. <laughs> yeah, I got so freaking sidetracked with Robert Redford. Yeah, like I basically want to be like, um, um, like agree with him like you're right you're you're a hundred percent right but i don't have my thing i i can't contribute if i don't have it It, it's it's like everyone in the league can pull things out of nowhere and and i don't have that he he shakes he shakes his head and he he he's like um your friend keeb you think he knows everything about everything you think ral zarek has it all figured out? No, no. It's just an illusion. A projection of how you want everyone to see you. On the inside, how now I I know you look at me and you see a a confident, experienced scientist. And if you asked me anything there was to ask about focusing the rays of the sun into a terrible weapon, I'd be able to tell you. But that's not how it works. It's about improvising. It's about living in the moment. How do you think that I've survived all this rejection? He shakes his head and says, Just leave yourself open to curiosity, my boy. Go looking for it, and it'll slip through your fingers. But one day, if you let it, you're going to wake up in your bed and you're going to sit up and you're going to find your death ray right here. And he taps you again in the chest. It's in there. It's just waiting for you. Uh, Winnegar's eyes get really big and then he's going to run out <laughs> uh, and go straight to Nurm's place to get the ornithopter. <laughs> so you- he puts down on it. 
Yeah. He was out on the, the ornithopter. He went against everything that he wanted to do mm-hmm. and he put it away uh, instead of like really taking it, like doing the is it thing, taking it apart, figuring it out, tracking it, like who's surveilling us and like figuring everything out about it. He's like, you're right, old man. <laughs> yeah, I so hope you, you get your death ray made. Yeah, so you, when you run out, he, he, he's like waving, he's waving his plans and he's like, that's right, Whittaker, you go get your death ray. And like the bar is empty. It's just the two of you drinking and like a waiter like looks over like, what the fuck? All right. He's like polishing the table. And yeah, you, you run out of the room to go and to go and and uh, and do that. So I think we get we get a montage of uh, of you doing like research. So what does that look like? Like, are you do you just go to Nerm's house and you're like, I work here now. Fuck off, Nerm. Yeah, I think New Winnegar would. Like, I'm trying to think, like, Winnegar Winnegar. But I'm, I'm, I'm like, no, this is a new, this is Death Ray Winnegar. Like, <laughs> Death Ray Winnegar fucking owns Nerm's, like, like you got a new roommate, stuff. Nerm, move over. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, okay. he goes there. All right, cool. Yeah. So it's just it seems I think Nerm gets caught up in your in your is it fervor, right? So there the scenes of of you like dismantling and making plans and like assembling this thing and like trying to figure out the, the, the ornithopter and doing your research. And then every once in a while, Nerm will like, you know, we see him like bringing you food or there's a, a shot of you like asleep on a table and he like puts a blanket <laughs> over you and like, yeah, he's just like, okay, yeah, cool. I guess, yeah, I guess you live with me now. Wh- whatever. That's, that's fine. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so he just like, just helps out. Um, and, uh, yeah, and you're gonna, you're gonna do that. So I, I think the, the, it seems to me like research is the, is the thing, right? Like you want to yeah. like learn more about this. You want to, you want to go past the barrier of safety. You want to break, break the law and like find out, find out the truth. Yeah. So that's another thing that like Winnegar doesn't do. Like he doesn't go past safety yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. And this, I think this is a moment in every, in every league, uh, scientists like thing where you're like, the safety recommendations are just recommendations, right? Damn. Every, every, every device that has a, a safety warning on it, you realize, wait a second. That doesn't apply to me. I'm yeah. special. <laughs> like we, we yeah. see, we see Winnegar like laying in bed and he looks at like, like at his pillow and he just tears the tag off. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah, you just start like jaywalking and like yeah, totally the rules okay. are for norms. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yep. Yeah, totally. Uh cool. So fully, fully under the effects of your own hubris, uh, you begin to dismantle this uh this thing. So what is the so when you do research, you declare the focus of your research, a person, a place, or a thing, and then we make a we make a check. Um, so what, what is the focus of your research? Is it the ornithopter itself? Is it something bigger, but you're using the ornithopter as the means of your research? What do you, what do you think it is? Um, yeah, it's the ornithopter. It, well, what I want to do is like combine that with my surveillance, um, like idea and just really rig the ornithopter. Um, so I can like surveil things. So either. Yes. We talked about the reverse Palantir thing, right? Yeah. Totally. Okay. Yes. I think that this is the kind of project you could accomplish with a week of, of hard sciencing. Um, also like the other thing that's in his mind about the surveillance is not only checking on like 
this woman that like broke in and like uh like killed Wenzel, but also like is there tape of her breaking in? You know what I mean? Like, is there an ornithopter that was in the area? And like, cause I mentioned like, like any surveillance, like you can track like, Oh, they turned the corner. There's an ornithopter there. And then there's another corner. It's like, Oh, she passes this one here. Like, can we track this person? Um, that's another thing that's on Wenzel's mind, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you, if you succeed and I'll give you, I'll give you advantage from your assistant, you have a helper. We'll make an arcana check with advantage. Um, I think if you can get, if you can get a 10 or better, you get a flash of, you can ask me one thing from the network, right? You get a flash of insight from, uh, from, uh, Dovin Band's intelligence network. You'll learn one thing and then the ornithopter will self-destruct. It'll just blow itself out. Basically you hook it up to it. 10 or better. If you can get a 15 or better, then you have like temporary access and you can actually like search through it and you can ask me three questions. If somehow you miraculously like crit or you get a 20 or better, you have basically permanent access until they trace, they trace the back door. You get a back door into Dovin Band's network Whoa. until they actively hunt it down. So we'll give you a graduated uh, success on this one. Um, oh. If you get less than 10, I think you, you by some terrible fate, you, you blow out the thing and you don't get access to it. And if somehow you manage to critically fail, you alert Dovin Band that the network has been compromised and, and he like, it gets you. Don't get a one. Well, don't get two ones because you have advantage. So. <laughs> yeah. Just don't roll. Okay, two. Here, we here we go. Uh. Oh, no. Oh. All right. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give you a choice. Uh, I'm going to. This is great. I'm going to give you a choice for, for a reroll here. Um, so you've been working for like, I don't know. You've lost track of time, right? You and uh, and your and your your new your new assistant, Nerm. And Nurm keeps bringing you food and like taking care of you and all of this stuff. And um, I will let you, I will let you make a second attempt at it. Um, but if you do, Nurm is put in like direct danger as a result. Like you, this is the, this is the line, right? Where, where you're like, you've been pushing the boundaries of science all the time, this is another thing that an is it scientist has another decision they have to make where they realize people are ablative in the face of true science. Like Nurm has been helping me, but he's a sucker, right? Like I don't need him. <laughs> he's a sucker. Right. Like it, you, you can, you can think about it and feel however you want about it. But again, this is another, this is another gate that science waits for no man. And I think that probably, how about this? Nurm is out of the, uh, he's out of the, uh, he's out of his house one day and he's been working on his own side projects and stuff. And you, you can be, you can be, you know, vaguely aware of that. And maybe you've overheard him trying to tell you about his project. Like he's like, yeah, I got this new thing I'm working on. It's going to be great. I have this power cell and uh, you're not really paying attention because you're doing your own thing. And you've been doing these last batch of tests where you hook it up and you activate the, the you try to activate it and it powers up and then it goes off and you don't have enough juice for it. And you realize if you just use Nerm's power cell, you could you could do you could try again, but it's going to set Nerm back like weeks. And then you'll have to explain to him why his power cell or like trick him into thinking he failed. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Torgor really wants you to do it. That's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, when no, you're gonna do it. Screw that guy. Well, you're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Betrayal totally pays off. Betray oh, your friends. Get what you want. Nat twenty. <laughs> so you get it a was nat, a nat twenty, but the disadvantage is a nat twenty. Yeah, if you had a disadvantage, and Nurm doesn't help you, so that that twenty two counts. So while Nurm walk walk me through this, so so Nurm, I think probably just to amplify the tragedy. Uh, you you've done it and you failed and it didn't work and Nurm Nurm is like, hey man, it's it's okay. I mean, everybody fails now and then, and and you just got to pick yourself up and 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 try again. Hey, so um, tonight's the big night. I know you've been really busy with your work, but um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take mine for the first test run. It's not as impressive as yours, but listen, I just need to run out and get a couple of new parts, and then everything's. Everything's good to go. I, I'll be right back. I just gotta pop out to the junkyard, and he 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 slips out. And Winnegar, there yeah. there are like circles under Winnegar's, <laughs> and he's just like, pick yourself up and try again. And basically, he just drags Nurm's table to like his side of the room, uh, and he just like starts like clipping stuff and putting mm-hmm. stuff together, and like using his power to like. You know, throw it in, like, throw it together. And, like, for, like, a split second, like, looks at all of Nurm's stuff. And then also, like, sees the blanket that Nurm puts on him at night, uh-huh. you know? And then, like, the sandwich that Winnegar didn't eat that he yeah. left out for him, you know? And, like, the crust is cut off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Winnegar goes... Fuck it, and he puts it together and like yeah, slams. Just pull it the switch, yeah. And then there's <laughs> yeah. the big like the Jacob's ladders, and like we, we see Winnegar in in silhouette as the machine like powers up. And on the table, the the ornithopter um, blinks on the the light on its its central dome blinks on. Its wings turn on. It it judders on the table. Uh, it looks like it's about to it's about to to overload. Right, we see sparks flying off of it. Uh, and then the um, the blue display turns red and uh, you see on it an interface and basically it runs through like whatever the Ravnican equivalent of like source code is where you've rebooted it into um, developer mode. And now you have access through this this ornithopter into Dovin Band's network. You can pull up all of the cameras on all of the ornithopters throughout Ravnica and um until you do something like risky with them, Dovin Ban will not notice. Him and his his oh, operators yeah. won't notice. Uh, yeah. Next to you on the on the table is Nerm's machine. You never bothered to learn what it was for, and it is a melted slag heap now. the The battery is blown out. There's battery acid like dripping off the table. Um, the thing is all twisted. Um, but you got what you wanted. Now you know you have. Damn, that should be. That should be the name of this episode. You got what you wanted. <laughs> you got what you wanted. And um, we cut to we cut to Nurm. And Nurm is in a Yeah, he's in a he's in like a bodega, basically. And he's he's sitting over the he's sitting over looking down at a, a freezer full of like um like ice cream sandwiches and stuff. And he's just like trying to remember what like he's like, what kind would Winninger like? Mm, I'm gonna get this one. And he like Pulls out a little, it's like one of those like SpongeBob like ice cream things, but it's um Niv Mazette's head with like a ball <laughs> eyes. And he, he pulls it out and he's like, Yeah, yeah, that'll inspire him. 
and he, he goes up to the counter and he pays for it and, and he, he leaves and gives a little cat a pet on his way out and he walks back and he's got his like groceries under his arm and he's got a bag with some parts in it uh, and he's walking home whistling like, all right, tonight's the night <laughs> time for you, Nerm. And then maybe, maybe tackle respect you finally. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't think, uh, I think we nope. see him, we see him heading, uh, heading home. Uh, and uh, he, he comes home and he grabs the door handle and he opens it. And there's like a faint, he's, he can smell, you can see him like do that thing the TV shows do where he's like, like he can smell something. And he, it's like, is that, is that smoke? Oh no. And he like drops the groceries uh, and he runs in because he thinks you've hurt yourself or something like something bad has happened. What does he see when he comes in? Um, he sees his machine. Maybe one of the legs is even like broken a little and like moved down. Like it's completely burnt and smoking, but he just sees like Winnegar hunched over bathed in the screen light, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. screen screen light. Like mm-hmm. I'm picturing Matthew Broderick in war games. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like when it clicked on, it was like, bleep, bleep. And then it said like, would you like to play a game <laughs> like, like that type of thing, you know, like mm. global thermonuclear war. And um, yeah, as Nurm like walks in, Winnegar like even hears him, but like he's so obsessed that like he does not turn around. Like I imagine if we see a camera, we just see the ice cream melting like on the carpet. Uh, is it and, clear? And- is it clear to Nurm at a glance what you've done or do you try to I lie think- to him? I think so. I think it's like completely clear. Like it's like there's wires going from his from his stuff into yeah, my Okay. Stuff. So I think um, then we just we see illuminated in that same light. We see Nerm. We see Nerm drop to his knees and the camera's from above and he's just like no <laughs> and like who pans up uh and out uh and into 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 darkness so so oh. nerm yeah nerm's nerm's ruined but you got what you wanted um behold, we make another enemy yeah i mean well the thing the thing is here is and we can talk about this next time about what happens with nerm but um you know there there may be a way out of this but it's not going to be good for him either it could be like cool so guess who's my new apprentice Go and fetch me some things like your work doesn't matter. You can work for me now or you can just leave and be like, thanks. You've served your you've served your purpose. Yeah. All like right. He figured it out like he knows that works. Yeah. Ooh. All right. So Winnegar, you fantastic work. You you now have uh, access to uh, to this network of surveillance uh, across across Ravnica that could be very, very useful to you. Uh, we'll see what you find in it uh, next time. Um, but last but not least, and I can't I can't believe we're going to end on this um, road. What are you going to get up to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think she returns to the Simic Combine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, she she writes a letter to her sister, and we can get into that next week. I can tell you the specifics of it next time. But uh, she's going to write a, a final letter to her sister and send that off. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I think she she starts throwing uh, her stuff into boxes. Mm, interesting. Uh, her apartment. But uh, the clock hits a certain hour in the dead middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And she pulls out her keys to her cousin's apartment. Okay. Um, uh, her cousin's passed away uh, a few months, almost a year back. But um the apartment has not been reclaimed by Simic yet. I think through some 
lost misplaced paperwork. Uh-huh. Um, and and at a certain time, she heads up to to this apartment. Okay. So yeah, you you head through uh, through the halls and uh, you you make your way there. Um, and are you uh, are you here first or second? I guess is the question. Do you arrive and and they're already there, or are you are you do you get there first and wait for them? I show up early. I think. Okay. All right. So you unlock the door and you come inside. What's the inside of the apartment like? Uh, obviously it's been, it's like dusty, right? Cause it's been like left alone for a while. Is everything already in boxes and the furniture has got plastic wrap over it or what is it? Yeah. Does it look like inside. I think it's been like decently like packed up. I think, um, I think Rose also like reclaimed it a bit. Like I do think that like her cousin was perhaps like a bit higher up in the league than she was. And so I think that there's like a nice swimming pool, but like all of the furniture is like packed up tight like the there's dust coating everything and i think there's just like one couch that wrote is like taking the plastic off of like mm-hmm. to not make too big of a mark okay. um but besides that it's kind of shrine-esque in its sort of yeah 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 film. okay cool so you you go in and you sit down and you just you just wait yep okay all right so uh, right on time, uh, the door the door opens uh, again, and um, I don't know if you do you have any any particular ideas about what this person like looks like like their race or no okay all right so we see uh, we see someone come in now it's all very shadowy the lighting in here is incredibly film noir right the the lighting is coming through like slatted blinds you're underground anyway so the art the light is like artificial sunlight or whatever from inside. So there's this, you know, we see your face with like lines of light on it and the, a shadowy figure comes in and they close the door. Um, we can see that they're wearing, they're wearing just a, um, like a dark clothes, something indistinct. Um, they maybe have a, uh, uh, like a hat, like a felt hat that they take off when they come in. Um, we see uh, the light glint off, like slicked back, like black hair. Um, they might be a human, they might be an elf. It's hard to tell. Uh, and when they come in, they see you, uh, and, uh, and they, they say, um, well, you've been busy. It's like a perfect time for everybody to freeze. This tension is killing me. I'm dead. I'm literally dead. I have died. I thought it was just me. Thank I've goodness. died. No, that's it. We're all we're all frozen in in excitement to find out what happens. And, and then Jesus Lord, God, I can't we're all back. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> oh that was the most tense thing that has ever happened. So oh <laughs> everybody can breathe again. Oh also, picturesque freeze of Carlos once again, mid sip, just locked. In <laughs> yep, I know what I'm using for the thumbnails for this. Was episode. the logo like facing out? <laughs> so your your contact comes in, and they just they they look at you on the on the couch, limbed in the in the light, and they say, "Well, you've been busy. Why? Um, trying to get the job done. And he's dead. Yes." What happened to the body? Oh, you didn't specify, so it's in the Rose's hands right now. 
That's fine. Caesar was off. It was an inevitability. We just needed to buy a few days. Uh, he said quite a few things before he passed, however. So you have intelligence for us? Yes. Hmm. Uh, and I explain all of the Ralz Eric stuff. Yeah, I think he I think he says he, he approaches and he, he says, um, start at the beginning. And he sits down on the couch next to you. And as you start to tell him literally everything, he reaches into his jacket and he takes out a silver uh, cigarette case. He opens it and he puts a, a cigarette in his mouth. And the last shot we get, as we hear you spilling the beans, this guy is we see him bring a, a gold lighter up to the cigarette and he lights it and the fire illuminates his face. Uh, and we see for just a second, his like ice blue eyes. And then we, and we fade. What? No, <laughs> no, no, it can't be. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. I don't about know this. anything about magic, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know who it's supposed to be. Is it? Is it someone? Is, is it, it Khan? Isn't it? I don't know. Georgia? I don't. Who could say? <laughs> I didn't say. Stella, so is Stella it Goku? <laughs> it's Goku. Yeah, Goku only in Super Saiyan form because that's when his eyes go blue. Or sometimes they're green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that'll do it. What a great episode. Oh my God. Thank you so much, everybody. That was fantastic. It's really cool to get to like see all these little, these little vignettes for all the characters. There's so much fuel for like cool stuff there. Um, I feel like everybody just gets like a shit ton of experience. Um, Let's take a look. Um, I hope so. Cause I don't know how much experience I need to level up. <laughs> how much do you have right now? I have a uh, six. Um, oh, you're probably pretty close. You need two. You only need two to level up. What? Yeah, because you need your level plus four. Uh, and then you'll lose you lose eight and then you go up and then you need nine. Um why have I been doing six plus my level? <laughs> TK's playing on hard mode. I'm so mad. <laughs> it says I just in the end up when I reach six plus my level, and no, I was like, oh, this seems normal. Yeah, it's your it's your it's XP enough to equal your level plus four. Um well, so if you want to recalculate and let nope. me know what you're... Okay, I don't. You just, I deserve no. this. <laughs> I deserve this. I deserve this. I should have All right. been paying so, attention. So I think the only I think the only one we don't we don't answer is, did you learn something about Jace Beller and his conspirators or servants? Because we've kind of like, we took a step back from that. But right. did you express a unique aspect of your class, race, or background? Yes, everybody. Definitely. Uh, did you express your connection to your guild in a meaningful way? Yes. Everybody, you all did. Mm-hmm. Uh, did your alignment complicate your character's life in an interesting way? What do you think? Definitely Winnegar for sure. Yeah, Winnegar 100%. Yeah, yep. But I think also, um, Torgor. Yeah, what alignment? What alignment are you, Torgor? Chaotic neutral? I'm chaotic neutral, so impulsivity. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I yeah. think uh, I, I, well, well, I need to talk to Adam because the moment I said a partner for the fight. I had someone in mind that might be an irrational decision. So is you'll find Tristan? out later. Is it my fucking sister? <laughs> You're like, I need, a, I need a partner for this fight. Her? His name it is Jace be- Bellerin. Go get him for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could be Rose. I don't know. It could, yeah. You know, it could be Winnegar's dead mom. It could be that. <laughs> oh, the mom zombie. The zombie. Yes, Perfect. Bring, it back, bring it back home. You know, yeah. 
When reincorporation <laughs> on, ready. Did we say that on the air? Just on stream though, so that just came uh, like cruel. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even hear those. I just assumed it was like taking shots at Winnegar again because Winnegar had such a triumphant episode. I mean, it, it was. It was a back, I swear. <laughs> No, you were definitely there. You were there, Adam. Oh, I was. Yeah, you were there. For the dead mom stuff? I feel like I remember that. No, you were definitely there because you were saying she died to get away from it. Oh, yeah, sure. Of course. Yes. Right. (laughs) 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 Or Winnegar. (laughs) Or, you know, Winnegar's on top. Winnegar's mad science is going. This is a good Winnegar. This is a... This is a big win for you. So yeah, this is great. this is the thing. So you know you were talking about Batman. It ends. Yeah. It ended up that you're not you're not Batman. You're you're um, Lucius Fox, right? You oh. now have you have access to this this network of Ravnican surveillance that you could use to turn on anybody you want, right? So if you whoever you turned this over to, if you went to Ral and were like, "Hey, I have this." gift for the league it would benefit the league massively if you went to the rose and we're like our conspiracy could use this to hunt down jace's enemies that would be huge you could keep it a secret to yourself and then suddenly winnegar knows everything about everybody like it's it's a big it's a big moment i think for winnegar and i'm excited to see what you do with that and a worrying moment for me yeah (laughs) yeah right like hey did anybody see what happened at this time in this neighborhood in this sub district at this time okay (laughs) so yeah we'll see about that um okay. yeah cool so did anybody anybody level up tech you leveled up right i so mean our, i did our level plus how much four yeah four. level plus four so you would oh, need eight total okay. and then you go back to zero um gotcha i did not i am one away one away okay so mad i'm not mad i'm one away as well because i have eight points and i'm five right now okay. i'm at up. six of nine so okay cool all right so I will. Make yeah, sure. I also. Need nine. I can do math. I'm at eight points. And I need nine points. Thank yeah, you. you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. so TK, I'll level. I'll level you. Winnegar, you should be. You should be leveled by now. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's I feel like you should. You shortchange yourself at some point or something because yeah. you should definitely. I think maybe maybe you missed an episode of writing it down or it didn't it didn't record. But there's no way that you're a, a full level behind Road and Torgor. Okay, yeah. I'll go to level five with one point. Okay, yeah, let's okay. do that. That, cool. that makes a lot more sense. Let's do that. Okay, cool. So vinegar and hey, both. Uh, I'm not. Multiple. Next level, I get to start stepping through shadows, and it's over for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> you become Nightcrawler. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty sick. It's a pretty sick move. Keep this up, my mom's gonna beat you up. I want. I say you say that as if that's not exactly what she wants. She's like, tax mom, step on me, please. Pretty much, please. Older elf lady. She's like a a thousand years older than you. Um. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Cool. Well, let's let's do some let's do some shoutouts, and we will we'll bid this this episode and Ravnica farewell for now. Uh, let's start over here with Torgor. Um, Masood, do the thing. Sure. Hey. Uh. I play Torgor, your favorite Rakdos Minotaur. Uh, you can find me online at uh, Twitter and on Instagram at M-A-H-R-U-D-E-B-O-I. Um, Twitter, you might see some replies. You won't see any tweets. Staking my flag in that ground real hard. Uh, and you can find just what I'm up to uh, on there, as well as pictures of my cat. Yeah, lots of those. I like it. I Every day, I'm thankful I follow you on Instagram, so... Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. You're welcome. Uh, down down below, uh, giving us our thoughts on murder for the day. Uh, TK, 
Tell us, tell us where we can find you on the internet. Hello, it's me. Ravnica heartthrob TK Johnson. Um, <laughs> I write those spooky stories. You can read them on my website that I'll never update because I'm lazy. Yay! <laughs> TKJWrites.com. Yay! Follow me on Twitter. TK joins the fray. I'm doing a lot of D&D fitness and I have to drink like 22 ounces of water like all the time. Uh, I have to drink like 9 to 12 cups of water all the time. That's a lot of water. Get one of the okay. Get Those one things of are great. No, then I have to pick it up. But this to... one, my sister got it for my birthday, and it says "Seize the Day." Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, wow. I can't argue with that. It's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I have to say. Uh, yeah, tales from the mist is coming back in August. Just watch it. Yes, do do that. Gun? No. I should go to Gen Con, but you know what I'm going to be doing is not that. I'm going to be sleeping at home because I'm lazy. <laughs> okay. I envy you already. I'm, I, Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just, you I think what? it's like, I think it's like a three hour drive away for me. So I'm not even like, it's not even a good reason not to go. Yeah. yeah. When it's three, when it's three in the morning and I'm playing somebody's prototype board game and not sleeping and I have to get up at seven to go and do the booth thing. I will be thinking of you at home in your bed and I will hate you. Don't think of me at three in the morning. I don't need any emails from (laughs) your lady friend. (laughs) Carlos, save us. Save us from this misery. Uh, my name is Carlos. You can find me on all social media under Carlos Crits. You can also find me on this channel Sundays at God noon Central Standard Time for Rivals of Waterdeep. You can also find me at Gen Con. I will on Friday. I will be doing a Dungeon Rants live show, and on Saturday I will be doing a panel with you, Adam. Hell yeah! I was just saying in chat. I have a ton of panels at Gen Con. I got games. I got panels. I got all kinds of stuff. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be real fun. Cool, cool. Uh, and uh, last, last but not least, Secrets McGee over over here uh, playing <laughs> playing Road. Katie, take us home. Hi, and we'll do. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm oh, I'm Katie May. Wow, start with that. <laughs> I'm Katie May. Find me at Twitter at OKKatieMay. We actually had our uh, second one yesterday, but every three months I do a live stream event called Common D&D, which is a mashup of a comedy variety show and some Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, We raise money for charity, so look out for that in three months. Uh, Today I'm releasing one of the episodes of Dungeons, Dice, and Everything Nice, which is an all-femme comedian in Chicago D&D podcast. Uh, They're joining a spy guild (laughs) today, LOL. Then let's see. Yeah. And then those are all the things. Oh, I'm going to be at Gen Con as well. I will mostly be working uh, booth 5826, The Rook and the Raven, or wandering around. So you can come say hi to me as well. I really hope that your booth and my booth are like within eyesight of each other so that I can throw things at you across the hall. I was no. like, oh, that'd be so sweet. And you're like, so I can bully so I can you. throw things time. at you so I can hassle you. Listen, the con madness sets in fast. So you probably want to be oh, at a, a great distance. But yeah, I'm actually excited to see people. That's the only reason I like Gen Con is like just going and being like, it's those purples. I say, I don't, I haven't seen you since Gen Con. I'm so excited. And just like, I, no one is communicating any information. We're just very enthusiastic. And then you have to go back and sell books. 
but it's nice. It's <laughs> yeah. nice to see your friends. So yeah, if people are at Gen Con, look like a good number of these people will also be there. So come and find us at our various panels and booths uh, and keep tuning in to Jay Speller and must die. Cause we got some more episodes between now and then. So that's it for us. Uh, if you want to find me doing my thing, uh, that isn't this thing. You can find me here doing roll 20 presents on twitch.tv slash D and D, uh, every Monday. Uh, and then over at twitch.tv slash hit me JP doing far Verona and court of swords. I do a lot of role playing stuff and I love it. Tweet at me at skinny ghost. Uh, and, uh, make sure you tune in again next week for more. We will see you then. Thanks for coming, everybody. Bye. Bye. This stream is brought to you by Roll20, an easy-to-use virtual tabletop dedicated to making tabletop RPGs accessible to everyone. Join the adventuring party at Roll20.net.